Hey everybody, it's me, Mama D. Hello. And my whoops, wait a minute. My guest tonight is Chris Lee. And if you sit back for just a half a minute and listen to the little video that my good friend Gina put together for him. Would you like to learn how to eliminate persistent aches, pains, fears, phobias, debilitating emotions such as anger, confusion, depression, that stuck feeling, etc.? No medication, no prescriptions, no surgery, and no ongoing therapy involved? Just your past life memories? My guest, Chris Lee, is a Canadian clinical hypnotherapist specializing in his method of past life regression therapy and will explain how to learn his system. Chris realized through the years that he enjoyed helping people first in sales, and then eight years as a policeman. Then the opportunity to become a hypnotherapist came along 25 years ago. That changed his life. And he is hopeful this may happen for you today when you listen to him share his journey. He has toured six countries presenting his talk, Life in the Past Lane, over 225 times, where he explains what he does, how he does it, and the benefits of his method. Chris has written four books in his series called Life in the Past Lane, with two more coming. So with all that shared, let me introduce Chris so he can tell you how this transformed his life. Hello. Hey. Okay, first off, I need to thank Gina Bankston for putting that together and allowing me to use it. Yay, Gina. And in the chat room, hey, hey, is Gina and Diane. Hi, everybody. First off, welcome, Chris. Thank you very much for filling in when I had a, a guest have to back out for the for the moment. And you filled in at the last minute. It's like, yes, thank you very much. Yes, I try to be flexible. Because who knows your yes. your opening was what in twenty twenty two or something? Just kidding. <laughs> okay, but yeah, the sooner the better. I like to get I'm out there that. and <laughs> tell more people what, what I do. First of all, what it is, uh, darling, is that I'm not a reader. Uh, for your people that are listening mm -hmm. or coming in, I don't read. I don't tell you what you did in a past life for two reasons. One, I don't know what you did in a past life. Two, mm -hmm. it wouldn't help you. Because me telling you that what you did is like, uh, no, it could be interesting. But if you want to get rid of your aches, pains, fears, phobias, debilitating emotions, I have you have your subconscious show you the life that it came from. And then when you see it, for some strange reason, it disappears. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this now for 25 years and counting. So, no, I'm not a reader. What I do find is that I've been doing my talks, as uh, you heard on my thingy, I use technical terms, is that uh, I've been doing this for a while. And what it is, is that, is that uh, I always start off, I, or I've been mostly doing tours. Ironically, uh, my wife, Debbie A. Anderson, who is a clairvoyant medium, she and I, we do tours. Uh, she does her talk one night and I'll do mine the other night. So last year we actually covered all 10 provinces for those of you in the States. That's like a state, but it's a province. And ironically, we decided that we weren't going to do any touring this year. 
Y'all saw how did, this. How, how, did, how did that work out? <laughs> we couldn't have gone in. Boss lady knew so, it was happening. Yeah, somebody knew. Now, what I do like to do with my audience, my group, is that I find out, first of all, uh, their thinking, their thoughts, because so like not everybody, not everybody believes in past lives. <gasps> and some people think it's their imagination. What I have found working with my clients is whether you think you made it up or you do believe in it, it does not matter because your aches, pains, and all that will disappear. So if you think you made it up, hey, that's up to you. So, and I usually have people, you know, show of hands how many people believe in past life. And some, usually most people come to my talk that do. Mm. But then there's some that aren't sure because they got dragged there by their spouse. So, as I say, just, you know, hang in there. Thank you. I did have one time in Winnipeg, this lady uh, had answered the question, who doesn't? And she put her hand up very cautiously. It was quite a big crowd. So everybody looked at her and she said, I have a good excuse. I said, well, what is it? She said, my daughter believes in past lives and she needed a ride here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we let her stay, of course. And she actually answered a lot of questions and came up and said, you know, you use a lot of logic. And I said, yes, I do use logic. So if anybody doesn't like logic, too bad. So that's how I work. And that's why I do get a lot of clients. See, what it's about is that uh, after I do that little questionnaire of who doesn't believe, et cetera, then I say, how many people here have ever been hypnotized? You see, my title technically is clinical hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. But I know this is going to come as a shock to you, Darlene, but a lot of people out there have a fear of hypnosis. Have you heard Why would people have a fear of hypnosis? Because they watch too much television. They watch too <laughs> many movies. Like yeah, because that, that is totally, uh, let me explain, let me explain that. See, think of the logic. I know it's also another hard thing to catch on is that movies and uh, TV, they're called entertainment, not history. <laughs> yeah. So if you see somebody in the distance swinging a stupid watch, that's stereotyping. Oh, they must mm -hmm. be doing hypnosis. Well, I've yet to figure out how you could see a swinging watch when your eyes are closed, way beyond me. Because how do you slow down and relax? You close your eyes. But mm -hmm. if they watch somebody in the background doing hypnosis or hypnotherapy, they'd say, oh, don't know, there's no swinging watch. But it is a lot of stereotyping. So one of the things is that I mentioned to people is that we are in hypnosis five to 20 times or so per day. That's when people go, what the heck? Because very few people have put their hand up that they've been hypnotized. Yeah. And that's when I explain you're in hypnosis that often. So I always like to use a bit of logic, some examples. So I say, anybody here remember high school? So hands go up. And did you ever have a boring subject? Hands go up. Did you ever daydream during your boring class? And hands go back up again. Yes, <laughs> because daydreaming is hypnosis. Mm -hmm. All hypnosis is, Darlene, is deep relaxation. Yeah. Nothing magical, no zipping away. You don't go into la la land. You're there all the time because when you're daydreaming, first of all, who forced you to daydream? Nobody. Also, mm -hmm. do you think the teacher might come along? So you want to go zip it out and disappear and they catch you and give you a heck? No, you're always there. It's just that when yeah. you're deeply relaxed, you can get more memories come up from your subconscious or think of that pool or the beach you went to. And next thing you know, you're 
zipping, zipping away. Another we way have, of explaining. We have a question in the chat room. I'll break in there. Oh, uh, from Gina Bankston. I've heard, I've Why heard do of you, her. Yeah, she's she's a really nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> Got to say these nice things so she'll kick me off her show. Okay. Why do you think some people go under faster than others? Uh, first of all, let me just explain. There is no going under. It's all wordology. Your subconscious works on words. When you say go under, you're assuming or you're insinuating that you're going under somebody's control. You Does anybody go under daydreaming? Uh, mm -hmm. If you're reading a book and, and uh, or watching TV so intently that nobody, you don't hear people talking to you, that's hypnosis. But okay. you're not under that. It's all self-hypnosis. Just some people are more relaxed than others. Uh, some are a bit more cautious, Gina. So it varies. But the, when I work with my client, when uh, the methods that I use, they're ready to experience their past lives, which gets rid of their, their stuff. Remember? Mm -hmm. Technical term, stuff. Good question. But one more thing. When I say to people about the, uh, any other ways of explaining hypnosis, I say, show of hands, how many people slept in the last 24 hours? <laughs> well, everybody puts a hand up. Yeah. Sleep, hypnosis is deep relaxation. That's all. So how deep are you relaxed when you sleep <laughs> in general? Very deep. Very deep. So then I say, who's been hypnotized? Everybody has to put their hand up. Nope. Or, else, or else they weren't listening. But the big <laughs> thing to explain is that what you said about barking like a dog. The fear comes from mostly hypnosis shows. Yeah. Now, I got a couple of friends that do that, and I go into their shows and, and having a laugh with them because I know what it's about. They do not disappear. The illusion is that they're under his control because it looks funny having somebody, you know, that, that you know, barking like a dog or something. The reason why it works well for these hypnotists is that, first of all, the show, they need a big audience up or a big uh, crowd, crowd up on the stage. Mm -hmm. What happened is, is that there's a 10% of the world are in a category that we call sonambulistic. That took me a year to pronounce. Mm -hmm. What it means is they don't care. They're already like, who cares? I'm having fun. They don't have all this guilt. They don't have all this embarrassment. They're already acting silly. But when they go on to deeper relaxation, which they will with on stage, they're getting even more who cares. And they start acting the age of seven or eight or younger. Now, Darlene, how hard is it somebody for seven or eight years old to act silly? Not too Not hard. Not hard at all. But more logic coming. If you have you ever watched a production, a hypnosis show? Yes. Live, live, not on TV. Yeah, on no, just on TV. Okay, well, TV doesn't show it too much. Uh, if you watch a live show, like you know, nightclubs put them on, etc., is that during this show he will send people off, like very quietly. He'll come over to see. It. He'll say, you can almost hear him say, "Thank you for coming. Like, get off my show." It's because if they're under his control. Why would he have to send them off? It's because kids can get bored. Yeah. You stop acting silly, and it doesn't look good, so he keeps weeding them out. So, therefore, there is no loss of control. They're 100% aware of what they're doing. They just like acting silly. But after a while, they do can get tired. So, therefore, yes, hypnosis is not what you think. It is 100% self-hypnosis. No Nobody make, I cannot make people daydream. I can't make you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, it's done by yourself. So a hypnotherapist just helps the person to relax and focus? 
Yeah, basically it's therapy with using hypnosis, hypnosis deep relaxation. Because when you slow down, I, you can access your subconscious memories better. You've had mm -hmm. a time where you're like, you start panicking, trying to find the keys for your car and you start panicking. You have a hard time finding them because especially if your relatives are still locked in the car, what have you, some people catch that one. And, but I used to just sort of slow down. And when you slow down, you start getting close to the subconscious and it's like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember where my keys are, that type of thing. So all it is deep relaxation and your subconscious memories. And if people have, like a lot of people, a lot of people are really good at remembering their childhood. I cannot. I will remember it if somebody brings up something or I see a picture of, of something that happened when I was a child, but I don't remember majority of it. Teenage years, I'm a little bit better with. That's when I yeah, go strong. Because it, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just like you can talk to one of your relatives and they'll remember something you did and vice versa mm -hmm. and you don't remember. It's, I mean, technically they're all there. See, your subconscious, uh, Darlene, is about 95% of your mind. The mind is made up of conscious subconscious, okay? The conscious mm -hmm. part is about 5%. It is also uh, a processor. It's never been to a past life. Never has, doesn't got a clue about them. It's the subconscious, which is the memory, stores them all up. Okay, I'm just reading her. I have to. Gina says, up. All I know is he did a session with me and it was amazing. Yes. You're a smooth talker, Gina. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he took care of some of her con physical concerns too. Now, where was it again? The uh, subconscious holds everything. I can mm -hmm. take you back and have you watch yourself being born. Ooh. And I had people say, what the heck would somebody want to do that? See, first of all, I thought when I first started getting into this, I took the hypnotherapy clinical. There was no, there was no <laughs> past life mentioned. It wasn't even in the agenda. Mm -hmm. I saw a demonstration of it. And that's why I realized that doing Canadian or clinical hypnotherapy, my effective, effectiveness was about five or 25 percent. I started practicing and reading books and practicing with some volunteers on using past life. And I found very quickly that my effectiveness became about 95%. It's now about 98. So that's a big jump. Yeah. So now what happened is, is that I thought at first that when you're seeing a past life, it's like, you know, logical looking through the, through your eyes, like the lens mm -hmm. of a camera. No, I got reminded that energy, our energy is not just in us. It goes out. Remember, you can walk into a room and sense tension or you could sense happiness or something just because you pick yep. up. And the closer you get to that person, the more you'll feel it because you do. it does get thinner and thinner. So when this lady once asked me, she wanted to know why her older sister looked more like her than she did her mother. So I said, okay, let's find out. So I slowed her down. And then I realized that she was describing it as watching. That's when I realized, yes, you can move out. And that's how I do with my clients is that when you do start off in a past life, sometimes you might start off looking through the eyes of that life. Sometimes you're watching. If you're looking through the eyes, I'll know which one you're doing because I'll ask you, are you looking through the eyes? Very simple. If you are, I say move out. This way you can observe better. So she watched herself being born and realized that that it was her, her mother was actually her old the, the older sister. Just back in the old days, you know, mother, grandma became mother because you know people were embarrassed or something. So, so we've done that a couple of times. But your subconscious holds everything. If you've got five past lives or a thousand past lives, I have found because people vary, they're all there. 
You can mm -hmm. go to any point and it's very simple to do. And that's what I do. So when I started doing the past life, I realized that in a session I can do two to seven different concerns. That's how quick this works. And I don't do, or I don't have to do the work. I don't tell you where, you know, what, where you got the pain in your shoulder. You just list, you either come to my talk or watch my video, which is available to see what I do. This way, mm -hmm. when you come to a session or doing a session, you're not thinking too much. Like, why is he saying this? What's he doing that for? When you yeah. start thinking, you're not relaxed. You start coming back. I help you slow down to the point where you're almost at your subconscious, easy to get to the memories. Okay. Has there ever been a time where you haven't been able, somebody just cannot get that relaxed state? Out of the thousand people I worked with, I probably had four or five. And basically, it's just that what what happens, no, I'm sorry, I do get a few, but it was it still stayed about four or five. What happens is sometimes people feel guilty about relaxing. You ever heard of that? They don't deserve to relax. I can't relax. I'm not supposed to relax. I got to keep doing. I got to keep, you know, plowing the back 40, that type of stuff. 40% of the world actually have a problem with um, with relaxing because they grew up that way. You can't do your homework. You're supposed to be watch or do your homework. You're not supposed to watch TV, blah, blah, blah. So when you do become an adult, you're bringing that in about that you can't just sit there. So those are the people that um, eventually in a session do relax. But if they're not, and I have done this a few times, I have a CD called Relaxation Plus. Not just relaxation, but relaxation plus. Ah, you're good. And what it is, is it teaches you how to slow down. It's about 15 minutes. You can reprogram yourself, your your conscious, to, because um, it takes about three to four weeks. If you say something or, or see something a few times a day for about three or four weeks, you start reprogramming because mm -hmm. basically we're taking out negativity. Like I had, I had one of the, I've actually worked with five male medical doctors and two female and you think people like them would be, uh, you know, a bit uh, skeptic. No, they know about the placebo effect, the power of the mind. So, but uh, what happened is, is that the, uh, you ever go on a tangent and forget where you went? <laughs> yes. They, oh, yeah, I put my about? hand up for that one. <laughs> what, what, was it, what was I talking about? See if you're listening. About, about whether or not some people can go down okay. and relax. Yeah, you're right. It was a test. That was my question. <laughs> Okay. Now, what happened is, is that, is that reprogramming. Yeah, so about if they listen to this quite often for three, four weeks, then I have them come back again. And it's like almost bingo. They're fine. They've learned how to relax. And then I take them through a past life to explain why they have a problem relaxing. And sure enough, it'll be something from a past life. There's tons of stuff. Okay. So what, sorry. Do, do all your, clients um, have to see you in person for a, for a relaxation or can you do this via Skype or phone? Good question. Yes, mm. I can use Skype. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do sessions Skype because, for example, I did one not too long ago in, in Australia. I've been there a few times, but it's kind of a long way to go for yeah. to do a session. It wouldn't cover my plane cost or anything. Mm -hmm. But yes, I do prefer that you're in my office, but, or when I go on tour is where I do see most people because wherever I do my talk, I stay for a few days to do the one-on-ones because as I mentioned, I think earlier too, when people have seen my, or come to my talk, about 84%, I keep a lot of stats, but 84% of the people book a session for one-on-one. -on -one. 
before the talk, none, unless I've been there before, because they realize that there's no loss of control, there's no hypnosis uh, losing, like uh, big headlines, four more banks robbed by hypnotists. Hello, it doesn't <laughs> happen. You know, if it did, I'd be in Vegas, you know, winning money at the table because I, because I convinced them that uh, my, 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 my didn't really bust, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So what happened though is is that the uh, uh, belief so the belief again doesn't have to be there, you just allow okay. have your open mind. Now I do get people that like to point out a little, make a profound statement occasionally, and I do a, a, a sort of a proof of it. You ever heard of the word imagination? Mm-hmm. And now my profound statement is there's no such thing. When I say that, people go, what are you talking about? So I do a little example. I'd like you and, and your audience to do the following. Everybody close your eyes for a few moments. Close your eyes. Actually, a couple of minutes. Now, big deep breath. Kind of clear your mind a bit. In your mind's eye, I want you to see or sense or visualize a lemon. A big, bright, yellow, sour, juicy lemon. Cutting it up. And taking a bite of one of those pieces of sour, juicy lemon, just feel that texture, swallowing it. And have another piece. There's another piece of lemon. Have another piece of lemon. Now, open your eyes. This one, I say, how many people here had their mouth water? Because I actually laugh because some of them were making faces, like squeam, squeam, you know, puckering up. And majority of the people, their mouth will water. How about you? Slightly or? Got back here. <laughs> yeah. When I get sour stuff, I get that taste, but that like, yeah. 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 What it's all about, darling, is I'm proving to people is that their mouth watered, that means their body reacted. Now I've had people that said nothing, that nothing, and I actually I later on found a food, you know, cake or something, and then the mouth water. So, so the lemons. And one person said, chocolate. Lemon. I I like, <laughs> yeah, I like, I don't, I like lemons. So what? To still make your mouth water. Yeah. But what if I say to the people is that the, your mouth re reacted, or your body reacted, to make the fluid, and then I say there's not nothing in your mouth. It's reacting to something else. What do you think it's reacting to? To the thought, to the... Okay, one word starts with an M. Memory? You're right, memory. Hey. Yes, you get a cookie. I give out to virtual cookies. You got one. Now, they're reacting to a memory. I guarantee you 100%, darling, if you've never in your life tasted a lemon, you cannot make your mouth water. You can't imagine what the taste would be like and have it water. Mm -hmm. It won't do that. So therefore, you can't imagine it. But then I add, though, if you do think it's your imagination, it doesn't matter. It's still going to work. So now what it's about is that I found when I did my past life therapy, one of the first people that actually came to see me was a guy. He had fear of heights. I'll give you a hint. Mm -hmm. Number one fear in the world is heights. Actually, I've worked with 141 different fears and phobias, which is in my book number, book number two. And he said, I got a fear of heights. And I said, come on in. He said, I don't believe in past life, though. I said, come on in anyway, sit down. So slowed him down. And then I said, my eyes closed. Oh, one more thing. Uh, most people will actually see in their mind's eye a visual, but there are small people percent don't. Then I just simply say, do you, what are you sensing? Because mm -hmm. a blind person, for example, doesn't have to see you to know you're there. They sense yeah. 
hear, smell, kick you or something. So I said, slow down. Now I said, let your subconscious take you back. And when they're not sure about past life, I just say to the cause. If they if they believe in past life, they say go to the past life. So I said, go to the cause of why you have a fear of heights. It's very simple. I don't see any of this stuff. I have to ask questions. Within moments, he's going, wow. I see out there, it's, I can see it's a beautiful sunny day. And it looks like uh, Arizona type of, uh, you know, uh, area. And he says, wait a minute. He says, there's a ledge over there, not too far away. And there's a native Indian guy standing on that ledge. Wow, do I have an imagination? And I said, it's not your past life. He said, no, no, it's imagination. Then he says, wait a minute. There's another native Indian guy come up behind and pushed him off. That's not nice. And I said, probably not. And that's when I knew that he's already finished with that one. Because what happens is people with strong fears and phobias mm -hmm. usually cannot even talk about them. He says if he sees a picture of a mountain, he gets the butterflies and, and uh, the sweats. So, which he says is strange because he's never been on a mountain. You know, he avoids them. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I said, now what was really funny is that he was watching in the chair, sitting there. And when I said the guy got pushed off, he was following the guy like this in his, in, you know, down. I said, what are you doing? He says, wait a minute. He says, I'm talking about this. It's not bothering me. I said, really? <laughs> like I've heard this many times. So when we finished, I went to a couple other things, a couple other concerns and cleared them up too. I said, how's your fear of heights? Or actually, I said, first of all, how long have you had your fear of heights? And he said, all my life. Now, one little side thing. We don't always come in with our fears of phobia. Sometimes they're triggered. Somebody said, mm -hmm. oh, I saw I got pushed, I got fell off a mountain. Now I have the fear. No, you triggered it. It was from somewhere else. But anyhow, he said, all my life. I said, how's your fear of heights right now? He says, it's gone. I said, did it ever affect your your uh, quality of life, that fear. And he says, yes, he could never take his kids to Disneyland and he could never go skiing with the family. I got heard from him a few years later and he says, I'm faster down the mountain than my kids now. <laughs> okay. yeah, so basically, go. and I said, you still believe, now is it past life or imagination? He says, I'm not sure. And I said, does it matter? And he said, no. So whether you think it, your imagination or not, it will still go away. And does it really matter? No. Okay. Not really, no. No. Aches and pains. Now, the whole problem with her, what this is all about, is that I work with persistent aches and pains. Like if you fell off, a, you know, like fell down yesterday and banged your knee, well, that's not quite a long, yeah. persistent pain. I'm talking about people that have had them sometimes all their life. And what happens is it's all to do with your body cell memory. Our body cells have a memory. The American Medical Association finished their study a few years ago and proved that people with organ transplants are getting the traits of the person that had that organ. Oh. One guy hated pizza, loves pizza. So I said, well, I was thinking maybe she could find an organ from a guy that's you know, musically inclined so I can play my guitar better. <laughs> okay. I've but, got a question for you in the chat room. Oh. Dave and it's Price. Not Dina. Does, <laughs> nope. Does it mean anything when one when someone has no fear? No, I have no fear. It just means you Dave haven't better be had afraid of me. <laughs> Sorry. I said Dave better be afraid of me. <laughs> Let me explain. I'm just getting to that part. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Dave? Is it his name? Yep. 
I thought my $2 glasses on, I didn't see it. What, let me explain, I'm getting there. This, the body cell memories, okay? Now, it's all to do with lessons. People that aren't sure mm -hmm. about past life seem to at least agree that we're here to learn a lesson. Mm -hmm. We apparently have a soul group. We are, in fact, we're normally energy. We're, we, if we come into the human body to learn because energy does not feel aches and pains. And we're supposed to learn that. Why? Don't know. Anyhow, we're supposed to have our soul group, and they're they're apparently being made all the time. If you listen to read uh, Michael Newton's books, and that's why we have new souls, old souls. What happened is, is that when we get put together, those group and the groups vary, but whatever size it is, that's what it's always been. In a session, I can also you know find out for you how many you got in there for interest sakes. Now, when you come into the human form to learn a lesson, it's like uh, it's like a play or a movie. You, everybody gets together and we got, well, we're going to learn this this time. Uh, you're going to be the good guy. You're the bad guy because it's like a movie. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you pick what it's about. When you come into the human form, apparently we totally forget what it's about. Because think of the logic. How would we learn a lesson if we had the script in front of us? So you have to learn. I just tell, and I cannot help anybody find out what your life lesson is. Nice try. I've tried that a couple of times. But they do like it when I get rid of the junk that prevents you from learning your past life. For example, that fear of heights. Let's say your life lesson, Darlene, in this life was to save a family living on a mountain. <laughs> They're toast. Because you're, yeah, you're not you going, you're not going. You ain't going yes. up that mountain. So by getting rid of the fear of heights, you could take care of that lesson. I just tell people that go with your intuition, your gut feeling. That's where you're getting the you're getting that actually from guides or from some of your other people in your soul group that didn't come in that are going, don't go down that street. Those are those things that you sort of get a feeling of. Now, what happened is, is that we don't always learn our lessons. And that's because of two reasons. One, you, got, you got killed too soon. Okay. Or two, you screwed up badly. Like you were supposed to be Mother Teresa and you became Jack the Ripper. I think you screwed up. What happens, unfortunately, is that when you don't finish your lesson, darling, it doesn't go away. When you come uh, into human form, you always have a new lesson. But the old yep. ones drag along. And because we don't know where they come from, that is why they're persistent. Why we have aches and pains. People with hip operations and knee transplants, God, if I wish I'd seen them a year earlier than that, they wouldn't be doing that. I've had many people cancel their operations because if it doesn't hurt anymore, why would you operate on it? So okay. now what happens is, is that you don't know what it is because it's hard to get to our subconscious memories. Do you ever wake up in the morning going, oh, I did this, this, and this, 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 oh, that, you know, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. So in fact, I cannot even do this to myself, darling, because I have to ask myself questions. And if I'm asking questions, I'm not relaxed, am I? So yeah. I actually get some of my graduates, because I do train, I'll mention that a bit, to work work with me. Or when I'm in their training, um, they can practice on me too. So I can find out now why I don't like sour cream and cottage cheese. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Anyhow, just the look of it. Anyhow, babbling away. So wherever they're going again. Now, what happens is, is the lesson, as I said, the, doesn't go away. What happens is, is that in a session, that's why when people watch my video, they make a list of stuff they want to do, then I go to it. And I just say, let yourself go and take you back to the past life or the pain or the, the I'm looking at a list over here, sorry, of what it is that you want me to work on. Now, the way my system works, I work on cause and effect. 
Have you ever had uh, stress stress uh, in your life, uh, darling? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever get a headache from it? Not no. everybody, but most, no. most people my do. My stress goes to my stomach. Ah, well, that, it's reacting to you. It's a trigger. But most people take, get, a, get a headache or a pain in the head. Now, uh, what most people do is they take a painkiller, and I mentioned brands because they're not selling them, and they already make billions of dollars. They take a painkiller. That usually eliminates the pain, wouldn't it? Yes. It does. Yeah, just not just like this. Yeah. But does this get rid of the stress? No. no. Cause and effect. My system, by showing you where it comes from, mm -hmm. takes care of the effect, which is your ache or pain. So that is what, a good example of my system. And I'll tell you right now. Here's another word picture for you to do. Let's pretend you're living alone. It's a dark, spooky, windy night, and the wind's howling. When I'm in groups, they always, somebody always howls. In the middle of the night, there's a crash, and you jump up and go, what the hmm is that? Notice I'm being very polite there. Thank then you. you hear it again and realize that it's just the wind blowing a branch against the window. Now, unless you feel that it's going to break, I'd go back to sleep. So would you. Later that night, there's another crash, a different one, and you jump up and go, what the? And then you hear it again, you realize, I don't know what that is. Sounds scary. I don't, maybe somebody, you know, that's when you sort of run amok. You know, the boogeyman coming, somebody coming to kill you, burglars. And unless we check it out, most people resort back to childhood. We pull up our bulletproof covers and try and get some protection yeah. or sleep, which doesn't work because that noise is still there. You get up in the morning, still wind blowing. You're going out the door and you hear that noise again. And it's off to your left. You quickly look to your left and you realize it's a metal garbage can blowing in the wind. The neighbors got, stopped using bags now. He's now using the metal garbage cans. When you see that, darling, you're going to make a profound statement plus adjectives about the stupid neighbor. <laughs> the statement is, it's a garbage can. Mm -hmm. Now, next night, still continuing here, almost done. Hang in there. Next night, another dark, spooky, windy night. The wind's howling again. Garbage can blows over. 50-50, you don't even wake up. But if you do, you're going to make your profound statement again, which is? It's a garbage can. Yes, and the stupid neighbor. Now, there is a point here. I, mean, I can't say that. My neighbor's my sister, so I can't say <laughs> <laughs> Tie it down. Now, there's a point here, darling. Mm -hmm. The noise is the same both nights. Why does it bother you the second night? Because you know what it is. Perfect answer. That's all I needed to hear. I get people to go heavy into memories. You know what it is. Yeah. Now, unless you feel the garbage cans are coming to kill you, you let it go. Yeah. But if I was a reader or you went to read and they said, oh, darling, it's probably a garbage can. I get the feeling it's a garbage can. I don't know about you, but I would next the next night, or if I hadn't seen the garbage can and I hear the noise again, I'd be going, does that guy really know what he's talking about? He doesn't know where I live. I'm going to peek out the window very cautiously. <gasps> it's a garbage can. Mm -hmm. We are we are an animal that likes to see to believe. Me telling you doesn't mean a thing. You, you see know. it. And when you see it, it's like, and again, the other aches and pains, it's lessons to be finished. You still have to finish the lesson. But because you see it, for some reason, it, the memory cells let go. Your, your memory cells, they duplicate the pain. 
they tighten up the muscles to hurt. If it's not hurting enough, it actually puts bones out of joint. I've had people, when I said about their lower back, move your back and hear this one guy said, wow, did you hear that crack? And I said, well, yeah. When he finished the session, he stood up and he says, I haven't stood this tall in 12 years because it duplicates. It feels you have to have the same pain to finish what you're doing with that lesson. A good example is there's about 40, 45% of the world does not like to have somebody touch their neck or tight jewelry or turtlenecks on their neck. In fact, I gave it a name. In fact, it's in book one. I call it that section turtleneck syndrome. <laughs> okay. It just means you've had your head cut off, you've been strangled or hung. Think of the logic. If you're hung... Yeah. And, and died from it, it usually means you haven't finished that lesson because yep. that's why you've been hung, because you've talked against the church or the king or or you were a healer, sometimes called a witch. Mm -hmm. And that's also why some people have a hard time speaking out as they get into adult life. So what happened is, is because it's still there, that is why you can't touch that part of the area. When I work with people, it's gone. We jokingly were thinking of selling turtlenecks, but there's too many sizes and colors. So... Then there's, there's the so cowl neck. Sorry? <laughs> then there's the cowl neck, which is like there, but it hangs down. See, it's not it's not up against the throat. Oh, oh I see what you mean. Yeah, yes. Okay, moving along. Okay. <laughs> but there's tons of fears and phobias. Here's a, Speaking of fears and phobias, what do you think is the foremost common fears? I've given you one already. That was heights. Yeah. yeah, listen. Okay, get a, one cookie. Uh, a lot of my friends are petrified of spiders. That's way down. <laughs> um, I don't know. Number two is claustrophobia. Ah, okay. Small tight spaces. We, we, and we often got buried alive, not necessarily intentionally. Number four, I'm going to jump to that one, is actually fear of deep water. Okay. A lot of people have a fear. Those people with fear deep water, generally swimming pools are fine. They can see the bottom. It's when they couldn't see the bottom, you know, like mm -hmm. shark, shark. Number three sounds a little odd, but it's actually fear of success. Because they think it sounds like something different, not something you can see. But actually what it is, is that your subconscious likes to protect you. It's come so that you don't make that same mistake. So what happened is if you've had a couple of past lives that you were rich or wealthy and got killed or you're mm -hmm. being promoted and got killed for that it generally means your life wasn't finished but your subconscious is trying to protect you so you're not going to do that again so i've had many people say that they made their self-sabotage made stupid errors stupid judgments when they know they shouldn't have so they didn't become so that fear of success is is in that top is number three so i do work on that too so anybody's interested in improving let me know. Okay, there's a couple of people in the chat room who've mentioned fear of fire. It's not very high. It's down. It's in there. But again, okay. a lot of the way, a lot of them are actually ones of. In fact, in one of my books here, um, the fear. In fact, I mean fear of success, but fear and phobia. Blah, 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 trick me again. Is that a lady had a fear of blimps? And what happened was, is that uh, her friends used to bug her when they'd go to the football games because the big, you know, dirigible up in the sky with the camera. Yeah, yeah. And, and she just couldn't stand looking at it. She used to put a hat and brim down. So she turned out, came to see me and said about it. I said, let's check it out. In a nutshell, what happened was, in fact, is that 
She was a male fisherman in the Mediterranean uh, a couple hundred years ago, and the water was fairly clear where she was. And when she went out one day fishing, he was fishing alone, not a big boat, and a whale came underneath it. Whales are everywhere. Came up mm -hmm. underneath, you can see it. And the whale came up and knocked his boat over and he threw him into the water. And he said that he was this close to this eyeball. Now the shark was a shark. <laughs> the whale wasn't there to kill him. It just wasn't too bright at that time. But it swam away. But that was where the fear of the blimp came from. So when she saw that, it let go. She said, last I heard from her, she said, bugs are friends. They can't bug her anymore <laughs> at the games. So there, there's tons of stuff. I have a friend in the chat room says, I'm afraid of dark water at night. Dark water at night. Yeah, she would never go swimming in the week uh, at night for this. It's a friend of mine. Well, that's partly also the same thing about dark, deep water. You don't know what's in it. Okay. You know, you, you don't want to touch your, you know, what you're afraid of what your feet are going to touch. But it's actually simple. Back in the olden days, people traveled in ships and almost nobody learned to swim. You're actually born with that ability. It gets drummed out of us, stay away from the water, it's going to kill you. So that fear, you create that that uh, as a repetition block. So what happens when you go in the water, your subconscious says, oh, we didn't take our lessons, we're going to drown. What it's about is that back in the old days with the sailors, none of them bothered to learn to swim. Because when you're in the middle of the ocean and the ship goes down, how far can you swim? Yeah. So well, that does happen. But I then there's sharks, sharks and stuff like that. But no, that's easy actually to take take. What about if people are afraid of like public speaking? Like I had this issue. I could not speak in front of people. I am working through it with being on to, being on live Facebook and stuff. But to sit, stand in front of a, a like like your wife, she would stand could stand in front of a, an audience and do readings and do whatever. I can't do that. I have this horrendous. Ugh. Okay. I physically I will be physically yeah. ill. That can probably take up to 20 minutes for me to clear that out for you. Okay. It's to do a bit with like the hanging, you know, like you spoke out against the king or, or uh, you were a witch and you tried to keep it quiet because they would, you know, like didn't like people, uh, healing people. So they learned to, to be careful. In fact, some of them get thyroid problems, making it even harder to speak, that type of thing. All it is, is that, is that when in fact, when I start off a client, every client I work with, I start off with the first life I pick it for them. It's called confidence. I take mm -hmm. you through a confidence past life just so you can see how easy the whole system works. But uh, if, the, if that person also wants to do public speaking, it'll end up that your subconscious will pick a life that you not only had confidence, you were public speaking. And I've learned also as I go along. Even I can get tips even from some of my grads because they see different past lives. So they're always different. Is that, for me, you can talk to your past lives. Now, in fact, I've had people go, what? Oh, I probably made up what they said. No, no, no. When you hear what they say to you, you'll never think that they would have said that. In other words, you didn't manipulate what they're going to say to you. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that you can do is that you can have... I, that, that most confident past life or I even sometimes will find do two for you, you know, one maybe one more public speaking is that you can actually absorb the confidence from that into your body cell memory which I take you through it takes a moment but also you can talk to them and ask them to help you and they always have a good answer for yes they will it's always positive 
So, so you can two things, and you now have in your body cells system, but you can also just and also you can get the first name of your past lives, unless it's a country you can't pronounce or something. And this way you can say it's Bob. You can say Bob, give me a hand, and all of a sudden you'll feel it. So yes, I help. In fact, with my training, I help my students get over that because this is how you get out there. You got to remember is that yeah. when you say you're a past life regressionist and you can fix all these things. And you sit there with the waiting for somebody to come knocking on your door. It ain't going to happen. You have to go out there and talk a bit. And once you talk, like I do on tour, it's which is easy to do because you you got to remember one thing: when you do, when people pay you or ask you to do a talk, mm-hmm. are you gonna talk, are they gonna ask you to talk about something you don't know? No. That's pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people come to hear and listen. All you want, they want you to do is to talk about what you already know. So just talk along. You got to remember, they're not there to hope you screw up. Why would you pay, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks to go to a talk and hope they screw up? There, I wasted my money. Okay. You know, you want to hear them. And if somebody does screw up, he's like, I just lost my train of thought. In fact, uh, if, I, if it's, uh, or somebody asks me a question I don't know the answer to, don't panic. That's what people are afraid of. I just simply say, that's a good question. And don't say, I'll go look it up and get back to you. When you're on tour, who's going to give you their phone number and get a life? What it is, is you simply say, I bet any somebody else in this audience will probably have an opinion on that. And always, two or three hands go up. Okay. And they fill in the questions. And I learned from it, too. But, yeah. yes, always somebody will know. So why don't? That's another, like I said, that's one of the fears. They think they're going to be asked a question they don't know the answer to. You don't know everything. And some of the questions they ask, they usually have nothing to do with what you're talking about anyway. But anyhow, yes, you're in control. And so ask them, ask somebody else to fill in the gap. And it does happen. We have another question in the chat room. Do we look look similar from life to life? Can, Can, in different past lives, can we have something the same? Like, have I always been a red? (laughs) <laughs> no, no. We've been male and female in different lives. We pick different characters. Uh, sometimes you're short. Th- you, you, no, there's none. You can recognize some of your soul group that come in. Um, you won't necessarily recognize them. Okay, here's backing up. When your soul group comes in to help you that you've picked mm-hmm. to work on the play, you won't recognize them as being and why they're there because again, you're supposed to work on uh, on. Uh, free will what happened though you do recognize them you'll feel or sense them you ever meet 10 new people and you go that person seems like i've known them all my life mm-hmm. and that person i can't stand i don't know why they're both from your soul group so it's easier to learn and work together if they're part of your family or good friends correct so but you don't recognize their face or anything like that you'll okay. recognize their inner their energy. energy but no we don't pick the same role it, we might be when we do start off, we're generally one gender more than the other because it's like, oh, we need another female. You've had practice, uh, you know, you do the female again, or vice versa. Yeah. Gina says, oh. I was a male scientist in one of my past lives. I know that's why Mad she's so good, good at making scientist. making my video for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she hears, I'm sure she heard me say that. Yes, that's a very did. good video. Thank you. Could you make me look younger though? Okay, just kidding. Now, where, where was I? How much time do we have left? Oh, we got we have time. about uh, 15 minutes-ish. Oh, okay, I'll talk twice as fast. 
But basically, okay, there is the thing with this show that I'm the boss of my show, and if I go over, I go over. So if you want to go over, I have no problems with it. Oh, you're a smooth talker. I probably will. See, I'm used to doing two hours talk. When I'm on uh, Gina's show, it's at least two hours. When I'm on uh, uh, Jason's show, it's three hours, and it ends at 2 a.m. for me. Thank you. So I like this is a nice having one earlier in the day for me because we're on the same time zone. It doesn't happen very often. But there is tons of stuff. There is, I can't, I make a list here. Now, one of the things is that when people come in with their ache or pain, mm -hmm. they usually have had that ache or pain for so long that they've heard, learned how to pronounce the 30 letter word, you know, blah, 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 and I'll say, speak English. I don't learn the big words. Bring it down. If, yeah. Dumb it down, yes. Or if it's a back, oh, C6, C6. I don't care what CU is. Is it upper, lower, middle? Because your subconscious doesn't care. It just, I just say middle. Okay. When you go to a session, I'll say, let your subconscious take you back to why you have the concern. I use the word concern. Pain or aches now, you're giving it a title. Concern. So, mm -hmm. and it say in the middle, in the middle part of your back, and away it goes. The only big word I bothered to learn was fibromyalgia. Mm. That is a big word. But the reason for that is because, in fact, two of my male doctors, when I talked to them about fibromyalgia, the first reaction they had told me is that when they can't prove where the pain comes from, they yeah. call it fibromyalgia so you can feel better. Because that that's, at least I got a title to it. Because there's no, no cure for it from medicines and stuff like that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Medicines numb it, numb it. Then, some, like some of the people I've met, they've taken more pills for the side effects of the pills they shouldn't have taken in the first place. Now, fibromyalgia is body ache. Yep. That's why some people, it's maybe on their shoulders. Some people's all over. It's because of the problem they had. One guy had all over. Turned out he had fallen off a mountain and broke every bone in his body. Oh, and once you see it, it's amazing. The look on their faces, uh, this is my big perk, I love it, is that when I say move that part of your body, to watch them moving around the, like they couldn't have done before. A good example, I, I was telling somebody the other day, one of your things that people say, one of the things that people say is that it's not past life, I had a car accident. Really? And how long was that? 15 years ago. You still got the pain? Yes, you've triggered something, because our body can heal quite well. Seven weeks, you can break, you can mend a broken bone, and your body's good at it. But we are, we have a conscious that likes to screw it up. It hears things like "Don't talk to Johnny, you catch a cold. You're going to catch a cold." So we do screw it up that way. But it's the past lives. So when I go back to it, and okay, okay one actually I did on tour last year. The lady had a car accident a year and a half ago. And she said, I said, have you done anything for that? And she said, I've been doing seven months now of physiotherapy. Now, it's a good trade, good physiotherapy. It got rid of my frozen shoulder, but it wasn't past life. So I said, how much flexibility do you have? And she said, well, I can bring my arm up to about here, but she, I can see the pain in her face. I mm -hmm. said, okay, put it down. So I'll make it a long story longer. What happened was I said, let's add that to your list. Because a lot of people don't, they think they're stuck with it. Put it on the list of stuff to do. So it turned out in that past life, she had been in a battle and somebody threw a spear and it got her in the left shoulder where the pain was. Now, I don't lead people. I don't say, is it in the one that hurts? That's leading. I say, what, which shoulder? And the odds that it's the one that hurts are that, that part of the body is about 100%. 
I said, move your arm now. Eyes are closed. She started doing this. She started bringing her hand. She was waving it around. It was almost gone. Wow. Because once you saw where it comes from, the point is you have to finish the lesson from that life. It doesn't go yeah. away. But you don't have to bring in the aches or pains that come with it. It okay. lets go. Remember the garbage can. You still have to be annoyed with the garbage can, but you don't have to be afraid of it. Okay? Exactly. So if somebody gets hurt, it's not always connected to a past life. I example, I did the splits over a year ago. Ouch. Hip is still okay. in pain. I've done physical therapy. hasn't happened. It hasn't helped any, and and I'm still. That, that's that's past life. Past life. Okay. Yes. But why okay. would why would my past life make me want to do the splits to get hurt again? <laughs> like it to didn't. It didn't, it didn't. You just happened to be that muscle or that part of your body okay. that you triggered. It's funny. It just okay. it triggers because we got so many past lives. That's why, like, sometimes it takes a trigger to do it. Like somebody said, they had a fear of darkness. Yeah, but it's my brother scared me when I was ten. No, because dark isn't that scary. Why is it still there? You triggered it from another life. Sure enough, being killed in the dark. There were so many things I, I asked people about. Oh, one thing, here's a quick one. I just noticed on my list: birthmarks. Okay. Are actually death marks. It's where you've been stabbed, shot, that type of thing. And sure enough, that's where it's from. So it's really just a little thought. I don't usually go to too many of those because they're usually they're not bothering you. But another thing is that headaches. There's two types of headaches out there. There's stress headaches, as we mm -hmm. talked about. But there's another one out there. It's called migraines. Ever heard of those? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, not everybody's ever had them. Have you ever had them? No, but my mother suffered with them. That's the word suffer because you don't have to. You're suffering because you, anyhow, let me explain. Migraine headaches are a definite different one. They are 100% past life. Okay. 100%. What happened is, is that like, uh, first of all, to describe it, a migraine is generally a two to four day headache. Some people get them weekly, some every month. It varies a bit. And when you get a migraine, they give you a pill. The pills for migraine headaches I've found in some areas are 25 to 50 bucks each. Ouch. I think you have to mm -hmm. melt, the gold, melt the gold out of them. Do they cure your migraine? Never. No. It numbs it. When I show you where it came from, just a real quick story. My next, my next younger brother, now most mig migraine sufferers are female. And you generally get them around, start around puberty time because that's a big change in life. In fact, more people need glasses between the age of 8 and 16 than any other time in their life because it's a change in life. They don't want to see what's coming. Subconscious is very literal. So, Benio, he got his about 13. And to make it a nutshell, what happened was, also, you ever notice that your siblings have different likes and dislikes, different music, different, like, my, he always liked toy soldiers. I like the cap guns. That's probably why I was a cop for years. Anyhow, what happened was is that I said, do you want to take care of your migraines? And he said, yes. So it turned out he loved soldiers. Turned out he mm -hmm. was a soldier in World War I and World War II. And both times he never fired a shot at the enemy because both times he got shot and killed that same day he started by snipers or actually it was in D-Day uh, invasion. Both times the bullet, I said, where did the, your head, see migraines can travel. Some people have one spot, yeah. some travel. He said it starts, he got shot both times in the left temple. Now, big bullets, I said, they make, they come out. Where did it come out? And he says, the back right. And all of a sudden, I can see him thinking, 
I said, where do you migrate and start and finish? He said, hold on, they start here and they end up here. He's never had a migraine since 1997. Nice. And you see where it comes from. I had a lady report that she's, she can't count how many thousands of dollars through the years she has saved not buying those expensive migraine pills. Yeah. She actually, she actually took a year and a half to answer to send me this because she forgot because we often don't remember something's gone unless it comes back. Like a noisy party stops, starts up again. You don't realize it stopped until it started again. So migraines, fibromyalgia, arthritis is also not real. Okay, arthritis, so I have it. So it's it's not a disease. It's not hereditary. It's because your family gets it. It's because you picked that family. So you could, um, there's some things like diabetes or cancer. You actually, if it runs in your family, it's because you, you've you picked that family because you were part of your lesson was to learn how to handle or something. So it's a lot easier to, to join into a family that already has that poor gene in their system to make it, make it easier to get. Or if you're supposed to be abused and you and it was random it's like oh god i got the happy couple again i gotta wait another life to get the abuse no you pick where you're gonna go so what happened though is that it's a muscle pain a lady came in to see me about three years ago she was in her 50s and her hands were like this she could hardly move them barely right i don't know how she wrote six years she's had this concern and i said uh, it's not on your list. <laughs> People think they're stuck with their stuff. That's why I have my videos or my talks so you can hear about the stuff. So anyhow, I said, let your subconscious, which I slow down, show you why you have the concerns with your hands. I don't call it arthritis. You're giving it a title. You're actually continuing it. The concern in your hands. So within a few moments, she said, oh, I'm a female because I ask questions. Mm -hmm. And where are you? She says, I'm in a dungeon. Now, let me just side thing. My book number four, which is in red for a reason, because to do with blood, is to deal with case. These are all case histories. Mm. This one's to do with serial killers, Jack the Ripper, World War II atrocities, tortures, dungeons, witches, sexual assaults. Not for amusement. It's to show you what we get from them and how you can get rid of them. So anyhow, she said, the, and the guards were smashing her hands that day with a hammer. Guards for the dungeons, we've, been in, we've all been in dungeons. It's just inevitable through the year, unless you've brand new soul. What happened was, is that they were not therapists. They were not nice people. <laughs> they were not too bright, but they're nasty. They tortured you a lot. They were smashing your fingers. So now, then I said to her, now move your hands. Eyes are closed. She's sitting in the chair. She started doing this. Now, do you remember Rice Krispies? They used yes. to say, snap, crackle, snap, and pop. pop. Mm -hmm. I thought I was listening to a Rice Krispie commercial. She started to move her hands, just like the guy that cracked in the back. You, she, it was like snap, crackle, and pop, pop. And like she was sort of back a bit, but it, then slowly after about, I'd say, 15, 20 seconds, it stopped. And she had flexibility. That's how quick it can go. Now, generally, you don't get it. I use a scale of 0 to 10. 10 is the way it feels. 0 is cleared up. It'll generally still be maybe one or two because you do get some, uh, <coughs> you know, like <coughs> muscles being held tight for a while to loosen up. One more quick thing. When people say the arthritis and the bones get all gnarly and stuff like that, so therefore it must be, can't, it must be a disease or something. It's because when your bones are at a joint, your body isn't going to work well, is it? So it builds calcium. Yeah. So it's, it's just because of the body cells. 
uh, being held from body cell memory. So there's lots of things. Dungeons actually have caused a lot of problems. Weight being there's um, it's hard to believe. There's a lot of people that go to go to diets, go on diets, and lose weight. That's and it all pops back. Oh, thank you. It all pops back. Why? It's because the past life hasn't been cleared up. And it's generally one of three things. You were rich. And back in the old days, rich people were overweight because royalty and stuff that uh, you had money to buy food and usually died from being overweight. So you weren't finished. And your body cells, no, you got to put it back on. You got to be the way you were before. Or dungeons, <clears throat> you starve to death. Because I know it's hard to believe they didn't feed you well. <clears throat> Pardon me. And that your body cells, your subconscious says, no, don't lose weight. I'm putting it back on now that you stopped going to the, you know, on that diet, eating the green stuff because we starved. I'm projecting. And the third thing, which is quite common too, is protection. You were raped in, or in a past life. Mm -hmm. And your body, body's trying to compensate to protect you so that you'd be less attractive to be raped again. When I take people back to see which past life it is from there, it makes it easier to start losing weight. So that is one of the things. But dungeons also gives you IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, because the poor food, rats, because they often had rats for friends, uh, torture. Uh, one guy kept cranking his knuckles when he came in. I get people come in and say, I've got nothing wrong. I just want to see what it's all about. Every one of those people have come in. I can usually in 10 minutes find about five things to work on because they think they're stuck. This guy was cracking his knuckles. I said, what are you doing? He says, what? Cracking your knuckle? Oh, I do it all the time. And then he, then a lot of them try to justify or to loosen it up, the joints. No, they don't. Everybody would be cracking the knuckles. Sure enough, he was in a dungeon. They were torturing him, cutting his fingers off. And what he was doing in this life, the subcon was showing him that he still has his fingers. <laughs> okay. so, but uh, the lesson to finish. Libido so when, somebody, is, when somebody comes to see you for for a session okay mm -hmm. never mm -hmm. never i know you ask people to watch your your videos so and and shows to listen to what it is but mm -hmm. do you have like you were saying they didn't write it down do you have a questionnaire that people fill out or it's just they write yes, down? yes i do I send, uh, or if they're at the place, I have a, I have a questionnaire. Basically, it's just uh, a few, your name and stuff like that, but also a couple of quick questions you believe in the past, I'm not sure. Also, your sleeping pattern. Then just list the concerns you want to work on. And when I do work with you at the beginning, once we go, I'll go over it a few things, a few things on there and ask you how long you had this. Often that's when you remember, oh, wait, I also have a pain. You know, sometimes you forget about stuff with like them. Mm -hmm. Or as I mentioned, um, that. Well, I do like to hear, have you list all the things you'd like to work on. If there time, and there's only so much time though in a session. Uh, one lady in Australia had 32 items typed out. We didn't go, get to them all, but a lot of them overlapped. Yeah. One lady in the Maritimes, one past life we went to took care of seven issues. Oh. Two she forgot to mention about the turtleneck because she had been hung and they had also thrown her off a cliff with the rope around her neck. She, she had a few heights, so it does does take care of it. But there, there's. But I'm going to get to one thing. Many years ago, uh, working, doing what I do, I've been doing it for a long time. This one woman came in and said, "I wanted to find out um, why I have a libido problem." Now, being a little naive, <laughs> I thought, "Is that a car?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got a four-door libido. Then she explained sex to desire. Sure enough, it was a dungeon because, unfortunately, 
and you can carry it into male in this life because if you're a female in that life you bring it forward into male and being a male in this life is that you're raped almost daily that's another perk yeah. for the for the guards they raped there's part of demeaning making you feel you know, worse yeah. but they, it's their little bit of fun but when you think of the logic you haven't finished the life lesson and you come into this life where sex was not quite exciting yeah you bring that with you so if somebody needs that worked on i've helped a lot of people with that one too okay. hearing and and uh o'neill chewing do you know anybody that chews their nails yes i do no but so not me i i work no oh, no no see. <laughs> nail biting is often dungeons they didn't feed you well so people would chew their nails because it's some sort of something to eat there so the, a lot of things are so simple but when you see it you can let it go. Mm -hmm. The thing I really want to point out is hearing and vision. A lot of it's the power of suggestion, too. Remember, don't talk to Johnny's got a cold. Now, how many men do you see often get bald-headed? How many people do you see, male or female, that as they get older, their memory starts to go? Mm -hmm. Or that because, oh, as you get older, your memory's going to go on. You're also going to get bald-headed and stuff. Your vision will go, too. These are all power of suggestion. Your subconscious does what you tell it or what it hears. Be careful how you talk to yourself. One of my doctor friends, it happened to him, is that I had read that often doctors in training get the symptoms of what they're learning. Power suggestion. He said he, he started laughing. He said he got a rash on his arm. He was studying rashes. <laughs> when he realized what it was, he cleared it up. So there's a lot of stuff that, that comes through. So the uh, okay, vision. Now, hearing. When I work with a client and it's in my office, I do put a head pair, a set of headphones on them. Mm -hmm. And I talk through a little microphone to them through a little mixer because I can do a couple things. Put in some music that I don't need to hear. It sort of slows them down a pinch. And also when I was traveling a lot of times, the places that weren't that, that soundproof. So, you know, traffic this way helps keep it up. So this lady in, she was in about 35, young lady in in uh, Nova Scotia for the Americans. That's a maritime province. She came in and we did our chat. Then I said, okay, now put the headset on. I want to do a sound check for her with you. Now, how the music? I don't want it very loud, just in the background. She said, "What music?" So I turned it up a bit. No, turned it up very loud. She says, "Sounds good." I said, "You have hearing concern, don't you?" She said, "How did you know?" <laughs> also, watch people with hearing problems. They read your lips a lot. They'll stare at you. How are you talking? So talk about no. this to them. Kidding. Anyhow, she said about 20 years since she was about 15. She's had the problem more in the left ear, but both. So I said, let's go put it, check that out. Again, wasn't on her list. To make this story short, she was a only child, about turn of the century, on a poor farm. And she was about 15 at the time, run down place, and uh, a rat had got in, and mom was screaming to dad, you know, kill that rat. So dad got the rifle out. She was in her room, and she's very nosy. She said, I'm nosy in this life, too. We do bring yeah. treats with it, treats with it. She said, I ran in to see what's going on, and the, he fired the rifle, and it was so close to her ear, it deafened her for the rest of her life in that life. So I said, now you know where it came from. And she said, yes, can you turn the music down? Ooh, That's, yeah. I know. I can feel that one. I get the goosebumps when I talk that one. That one is in, in this book. 
Still, okay, just for anybody who wants to, you're always finishing. That's how quick it works. Sorry. Yeah. Anybody, because you're talking a lot about your books. If anybody wants to buy your books, can they get it at your website? Uh, no, basically you can get a, sort of a description. I'm actually rebuilding my website because apparently it's way old. But what yeah. it is is that, yeah, on the on my website you can see the books. But all books order them by emailing me at the nice little email that people can see in front here. The CL stands CL for Past Life, Past Life R A P dot com. Yeah, wrap. Past life rap, I call it. Rap isn't really rap rapper who it actually stands for regression and progression. I made it shorter, made it easier. But email me for that. Now I have a special on, and how much is it? I thought you'd never ask. What it is, is that I have four books out. I've got two more to go. I need to uh, work on them shortly. I want to get some more room. They I self-publish them and sell a lot of my tours and stuff. What happened is is that the stores do carry them. And they're about 15 to 20 dollars each but i got a special on for people that are listening to you and do mention that they saw the special if you buy one book it'll be ten dollars if you buy two that'll be a total of 15. if you buy three it'll be 20. and if you buy all four it'll be 25. that's a big saving and if you get all four you also get my cd thrown mm -hmm. in with it and but you do have to pay the postage because I don't have a white beard and red outfit. Nice try. No, this isn't quite white. <laughs> okay. So email me and mention you saw this on. on, on Angel Middle Conversation, friends. That, that's, you're faster than me. And, and we'll get them out to you. I also have training. Now, I want to explain one more thing before we get a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Real fast. Go for it. Real fast is that in the session, now it sounds like I'm specializing more in aches and pains, fears and phobias. That's because most people have them. Debilitating emotions. I've also working on that, but I'm, I'm spending a bit more on it and explaining a bit more because we have a thing called stuck lives. Mm -hmm. I'll explain it when I do a session with you. But we have lives that we have died in, but our energy didn't go home. And we can be in more than one body one time. The energy that holds, the emotion that holds you there is always going to be nasty. Otherwise, you'd go home to the soul group because it's held together with love. But things like revenge, I'm going to kill the people that killed me, uh, confusion, am I really dead? I get this stuck feeling. If you ever get that stuck feeling in your life, which a lot of people do, it's because you got a stuck life. And also anger, um, I'm going to help my family which is hard to do when you're dead, hard to get a job. So those emotions that are holding them there affect you because you're part of that same energy. Mm -hmm. So no matter how much therapy you go to, they generally deal with current life. Yeah. I'm not saying everything's past life. I'm saying about 98% is past life. So if it came from a past life and they're dealing with current life, it's not going to go anywhere. A lady not too long ago, she had anger. She said, life's been great. I've been, everything's going good, but I'm always angry. I don't know why. She said, I've been in three or four years now of therapy. I said, let's check it out. And sure enough, the subconscious, which is a computer, I just simply mm -hmm. say, let your subconscious tell you, do you have any lives you're stuck in? Because when you're slowed down, easy to get to. And she had three or something. Like that. So I said, let's take them home one at a time. 
So it's the first one she went to, and what it is, she, she describes it, or I say, why did this one die? And explained what of him. He was angry at the people that killed him, and he held it. So I said, take him home. So what I do in your mind, I don't know how it works, why it works. It works every time. I've done thousands mm -hmm. of these. They go and get that one and say, time to go home, take it home. And she, as she's going home with that energy, they start, they start to melt. She started sitting up in her chair. She said, this is strange. I don't feel angry. And I've been going to therapy for years. And you did this in 15 minutes, five minutes. You got to understand, if you don't know where it comes from, the garbage can, until you know what it is, you are going to be bothered by it. Yeah. So my system takes care of it. And I got, there's so many things I've worked on. I made a list finally because there's lots of things. Feeling guilty constantly. That's the biggest. Oh, that's the emotion we drag the most with us from life to life. Guilt. Guilt. Even just not feeling, even feeling guilty about not finishing that lesson. Yeah. Just a quick question. Uh, Ariana in the chat room would like to know, are your prices in U.S. or Canadian funds? Depends where you live. <laughs> U.S. It, okay, it's one hundred. My my fee, or the books, or the books. No, if you're if you're American, you pay American. It's already a good deal, because mm -hmm. I have to pay uh, with with um, with uh, PayPal, too much exchange. So it's, it's yeah. still cheap. But yes, in fact, most of my books lately have been going to the U.S. So where was it again? But yeah, guilt. Guilt is a big. Actually, what's number two that we drag along is kind of funny. It's doing something stupid embarrassment a lot of people that really can affect them i had a, a, a friend of mine who refused i left to make an appointment yes just email me at that email address and we can work it out from there thank you mm -hmm. for that person there well, uh, she could not eat in public i had never ever saw her eat because she was afraid that she'd spill food and be embarrassed so some people can be affected by that number. But number one is guilt. Even not just guilt of what you did in that life, but guilt of not finishing that lesson. Okay. That's why I get people that say, I was born guilty. God, get over it. I can help you. Unwarranted with jealousy, depression, anxiety, I made a list. Anxiousness, unworthiness, suicidal, extreme mood swings, anger, feeling abandoned, constant worry, panic attacks. These are all from your stuck lives. I take you to them and we take them home. So, and now uh, my training, the training I've been doing lately is more with one-on-one uh, -on, -one on Skype, partly because like my, one of my best ones, just not too long ago, she graduated, she was in California. I can't quite go back and forth to California. Mm -hmm. And when I do a live class, people have to pay, you know, fly in and hotel. So it does get expensive. So I am doing more one-on-one. -on -one. For a little while, it's been a problem with the one-on-one -on -one because people have to do some practice on their own with volunteers and they couldn't never bring them to their house you know, because of this mm -hmm. pandemic thing, another oh, story. Anyhow, the, uh, but now they're picking up. So I am doing it now. I am doing a live class in Windsor, Ontario, if you didn't want to fly to Windsor, Ontario in October. But basically it's one-on-one -on -one with Skype and it's very one-on-one. -on -one. I get people, I had one the other day, said, how big is your class? I said, how big is one-on-one? -on -one? <laughs> one person. So I talk to you and watch you do some sessions. Then you go and do a bunch on your own. Then I come back another time. So it is actually quite thorough. And you can make a career from my training. 
I get people that say, well, do you have any, know anybody in my area that does it? Well, unless they're one of my graduates. No, because it's the system I developed, which if it ain't broken, don't, don't fix. fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you almost uh, got a cookie for that Megan one. Megan says, I know COVID is getting in the way, but will you be in the U.S. anytime soon? Nope. Simple answer. Sorry, simple answer. No, no. Uh, but you can come up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're in Canada. We have some nice weather. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, if no, that's why it's working quite well using uh, Skype. Skype is actually yeah. quite effective. Uh, ever since Microsoft, Microsoft bought it, uh, they don't get the calls dropped, so it's quite quite effective. And one on one. So yeah. But again, if you want to know about the training, same email address, CO, which stands for of course from Chris Lee, for Chris Lee, and uh, send me the email. And let's chat. Sometimes I even chat on Skype or I can, you know, type back and forth, which I don't type well. And I'll explain it to you how it works. Plus, for those uh, that are just inquiring, I'll send you my video so you can see better what I talk about and what it's all about because mm-hmm. it does work that way. I Megan, do humor. when you email him, put my name in the show or my name, I saw you on Mama D, and, and you'll get a good deal. <laughs> and if it doesn't funny. work, tell me how. <laughs> she gets another cookie for that too. So basically what I'm leading to is let's get out there. We can take care of hearing, cracking knuckles, your sleep. Sleep. People that have a heart problem sleeping is usually for one of two things. Too much what if, what if, what if, which does happen, which is really, really not too bright. Because if you, you get know. poor sleep, it's hard to handle the what if the next day because you're not sleeping, haven't slept well. I can help with that. Or you were killed while you're sleeping. So... I can take a, I had one. So I have had people that wake up certain times every night. True enough, they had been buried alive, and that was the time they woke up and died. So mm. lots of stuff. Oh, I sleep so. like a rock. People hate me because I can sleep almost anywhere. I can fall asleep standing up. I'm like, okay, yeah, good night. Five rocks minutes after dead. I put my head on the pillow, that's good. Rocks are dead. The only thing that wakes me is the phone. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's good because some people do sleep well. But there's always something. It's pretty hard. So we get, uh, oh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but we have been animals in past lives. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Usually more at the beginning, and we've never been, we're, we're more clever animals. We've been horses, dogs, cats, uh, eagles, wolves. I haven't I know had anybody. I know people who are horses' ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had anybody be a cow or a goat. Well, a goat's actually a sport. But no, yeah. it's something. The lesson to be learned as a cow, you know, how to be cooked. Okay. I am looking at some of my stuff. I pretty well covered everything. I'll always think of something later on. But the biggest thing, fear, guilt, and anger. Yes, let's get rid of them. And it's not weeks and weeks and weeks of therapy done quickly. Okay. Yeah, Gina does not need need TV on to sleep. Gina has sleep issues. (laughs) She needs to have... Noise to sleep. Who's this? Gina. Oh, you, are you talking to her? Yeah, she's on. She's not me. I need TV to sleep. I need to go. Not me. I need to go. TV on to sleep. Oh, yeah, oh, TV. For her, has to be <laughs> Otherwise, her brain keeps working. And Ariana in the chat room says, I used to have pain like being stabbed in the heart before. I got. I got stabbed to death once before. Yeah. Now, the, all of this, if you get a bit of a feeling of it, felt like this, that's generally what it is. 
So mm. yes, nightmares are actually just past lives that you have that you need to fix up, which I can find, show you where they came from. This oh. sounds amazing. I've been in th therapy all my She's life. She's going to be emailing you. <laughs> Please email me. Stop wasting your time and your and efforts. It's not difficult to clear up, mm -hmm. and maybe be kind. Take my training. You can help. I mean, and it only yeah. works as a career if you know people with aches, pains, fears, phobias, <laughs> debilitating emotions, and who doesn't? Megan, lady, if you take the course, you can fix Gina up. <laughs> I'll fix up next time I'm talking to her. A lady came in and said, I have nothing. I said, why are you clearing your throat? She said, I am. And she said, oh, yeah, I do that a lot. It bothers my, my friends. Put it on your list. Sure enough, she had died in Pompeii. That volcanic, you know, that that, that, that got buried, yeah. and the, and the archaeologists have found that most of them didn't die from the heat; it was from the dust. Gotcha. I couldn't breathe, so that. So and she when she left, she wasn't clearing her throat. She couldn't believe it. She had been doing that for about forty odd years. Her friends so, must have been very happy with you. Yes, just like the people <laughs> with the blimp, <laughs> they are not happy with it. There is so many, like I said. Get the books. If you're not going to do anything, at least get the books. These are case histories, not a how-to book. Nice try. Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Remember, I can't do it to myself either. But the case histories you'll see in these things, I get people call me and say, wow, I saw that in your book. I never know you because I couldn't list everything. I mm -hmm. didn't know that you could take care of it. I, so that's how this works. So please give me a shout, call, email. At CO, and again, I'll chat with you. There's no obligation. I'm not going to make you take my course, kind of do that, or make you buy the books. Just call and tell me what's been, what's you know, what your concerns are about, and I'll tell you how that works and how to get rid of them. There you go. Well, Chris, thank you very much, and um, I'm going to see you again soon because you will be on Gina's show uh, in the Fox yeah. Den. I can't remember when, but you'll be there. Uh, and this year, I think. Yeah. Yes. She's, yes. She's it busy. is this year. No, or no, no, January 14th. Nice try. But, she, I'm, but I'm on there for if somebody cancels. So that way I yeah. get on quicker. Yeah. Okay. It was a pleasure. It was fun talking to you. You're, it you're funny. Fun. It was. <laughs> thank you for all the information. And we will be talking. So. Thanks for the warning. Oh. Thanks, okay. everybody. Thanks. We'll see <laughs> you next week. Just hang Bye on there. See you all Bye later. Bye-bye.